First of all, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the clap. Um, good afternoon. Good late evening on the West Coast. Um, good evening on the East, uh, everywhere else, from the uh, mountain over to the to Florida. And happy Tuesday for those countries who are already on Tuesday. And good night to those who are still in the evening, late, late night hours. This is Dr. Corliss Bennett, and you are tuned in to Mindful Mondays. What a day. First of all, let's just start off with asking the question, whose house? Rams house. <laughs> Congratulations, L.A. Rams, finally. That's right, L.A. Rams. I can't believe it. But you know what's really a trip when the, the older white man, you know, because those are the people who own the teams, when he got up there and said, well, thank you very much. Oh, let me turn. Wait, hold on. Let me turn this ringer off because for some reason... My mama, oh, my mama likes to call right when, <laughs> right when, um, actually, I need to ITRN radio. Yeah, this is live. I'm texting my mama the link so that she doesn't have to look it up so that she can listen to our dear friend Tracy um, talk about soul food today. So anyway, um, I said, what was I talking about? Lord have mercy. See my mind. My oh, mind. The, old, the old white man when he said, thank you very oh, much. The old man's like yeah thank you very much yeah you know thanks as he's going cha-ching 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 in his head right now that man put the money up to build a stadium which he opened in the season i believe the 2020 season probably thinking i'm gonna win a super bowl so let me go in and build the house they will come they will win and that's exactly what they did which is really hilarious when I think about it, because I'm like, he, he, he just, he just sleeping on money. Like his money, you know, his mattress is just filled with money. That's how much money he got. He got money all on the floor. The, sta- all on the, the stadium all the was $4 billion. Four. How you just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to build a stadium. Here you go. Here's 4 billion. And here's a half a million, just in case it goes over. I'm, you know, let me know if it goes over. Right. And now he has a Super Bowl team. And the ridiculous piece of this is the $300 parking at the stadium. They get it, but they will get it. But and they got it. It's not getting yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah. got it. Yeah. But some of the homies see, see, I left town. I said, I didn't want no parts of it if they won. I didn't want no parts of it if they lost. Um, but you know what got me before I left LA, I remember the Rams weren't big. I mean, people, a lot of people didn't like the Rams. And of course they went to St. Louis and they came back. Oh, I was pissed. I didn't like them. I called them the yams, St. Yeah. Louis yams. And I thought that they had gotten past all that people not liking them, but the last game, not the Super Bowl, but when they played the 49ers, they were trying to make sure people didn't sell tickets to 49ers fans because there was so many 49ers fans coming in. So apparently LA as a whole still hasn't, uh, uh, welcome totally and really embraced, yeah, the Rams. Well, you know what? I mean, there's obviously enough that have, but I, like I said, I hold on, let me just get some water. Mm. 
Um, my um my thing was I was pissed. I mean, they came back and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But when they 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 got very close and they were one game from they were either one game from the Super Bowl or two games from the Super Bowl one year. They they won that game and then lost the next one. So then it was next season. And I think they were pretty close that next time. But I rooted for them because I didn't want who they played to win. <laughs> right. So that's why I rooted for them then. But I just I, I just I'm like, why are you going to leave L.A.? How are you just going to leave? Yeah, just just that was uh, what was her name? Um, she killed her husband. Um, Georgia Frontier. Her husband. Georgia Frontier. Wait, wait, what? I, I shouldn't say that on the air. That was the, the, the word about town because their husband suddenly died. I believe it was in a boating accident. He drowned. Oh, oops. Some oops. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Yeah, so we have to get um, Law and Order SVU, even though it's not a sexual crime, to get them to solve it. To mm-hmm. see yeah. Boat, boat Victims Unit or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> kill my husband unit mm-hmm. <laughs> or kill my spouse. Yeah. Kill my spouse unit. That's going to be that. You know what, Kenny? We need to go ahead and put that on get a, and do a um, do a promo for that and see if we can get a show. See if we can get a show. <laughs> <laughs> kill my spouse. <laughs> be like, kill my spouse. But I was rooting for the Rams because I'm an LA boy, you know. And even though and, I, don't and I was enough. trying to, I and still I, don't have a Rams shirt. Now I should have got I, one. I feel absolutely nothing for the. Uh, I keep saying the Cleveland Browns, but the themselves rooting for the Rams. As no one else per se, yeah. you know, because I was like, because I was like, oh, who are they gonna play? I was like, who? Like it was like one of them teams, like, huh? Like it's not even like a team yeah, that I've heard to even get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like you had said, it's been know, thirty Seahawks, something years, yeah. Right, Seahawks, New England. I was glad New England lost. You know, some of the folks that you hear all the time, I was like, Cincinnati as in Bengals? <laughs> yep. I was like, for real? I was yep. like, WKRP okay. in Cincinnati. But you know what? They came with heart. I can't be mad at them. Oh, yeah. No, no. They they, did, they brought it, yeah. But I was, I was, that was that one play that I thought, oh, my mama says she can't hear. Did you turn it up, mama? She can't hear. Why can't you hear? Okay. Um, let me see what she's saying. She said she she logged on, but she can't hear. So let me make sure. Let me her, make sure your volume. Turn up your volume. Yeah. See this. You know when you got mamas and stuff. Turn up. You got to be. You know this is let you know that we are live. Because you know I got to make sure because uh, she definitely wants to hear Tracy. Um, but this is a piece that pissed me off because this happened to us, and I know you in Texas, and you just gonna work with me on this one. USC went thirty-one undefeated, right? Three years. We get to the national championship against UT Austin, and there was a play that should have been called that was not. And that deflated like the minds of our team because they were so pissed that they didn't just they didn't do what they needed to do to go ahead and execute and win. Okay. When I saw that play, when they grabbed that, when Homeboy grabbed his mask. And he was like, dude, look, he grabbed my mask. And, oh, yeah. and, and then the sportscasters are yep. so showing it over and over and over again. And then, of he course, they went it. on to the kick, the, the um, field, field goal. And so once they do the next play, supposedly you can't go back. Yeah, you can't go back. You can't. Once they, once and they I start don't know the why play, yeah. the, the, the coach didn't be like, whoa, or whatever. But it was like, dude, I mean, like, er, body, not everybody, yep. but er, body. Mm-hmm. Saw the man grab his. And I don't care what it is. It was an offensive, a defense, it, offensive. It, 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 it would have been an offensive penalty, uh, face masking. Exactly. Yep. I said, and I looked at my friends, and I said, "That's gonna cost. If we lose, that's gonna cost us the game because they're 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 that that just is like for real. Y'all not gonna call that like for real. So I'm glad that at the end, oh boy, did what he needed to do, and I'm glad everybody got it together because, like I said, I left the area. I went to the San Diego area. I didn't want no parts of it because I live in Inglewood 
And even though I am three and a half miles or so from there, that's close. People parked mm-hmm. all over the city of <clears throat> yep. Inglewood and walked to SoFi because they weren't going to pay that $300 to park. And so I even had, I'm over off 109th and Crenshaw, and there's some signs for the regular home games that say, please don't park residents only. So that lets me know that people have parked in my neighborhood. And since I parked my car outside and I just, mm, I was like, if they lose, I don't want them to start busting windows out folks' yep. cars. And I'm yep. going to be very upset. Even though I have full coverage, I still, no. Still got to like, do no, nothing. I'm out. I'll be back Monday and I'm out. <laughs> so, um, so I, I looked at it from afar, but. I should have went on when I was in in um, Walmart a couple months ago and got me a little cheap Ram shirt, but I just couldn't feel, I just couldn't buy it, Kenny. I just, you know, because I'm still, mm. so I'm trying to embrace it. So I hear what you're saying. All right. So that's our little preview of what's happening. And of course, it was burning up hot yesterday everywhere in Southern Cal. And now today it is 60 something degrees. So this is how folks get sick. Um, right now, the current temperature in Inglewood is 62 degrees, yet the high was 76, okay, earlier, but but here it cools down, like, right at four, just all of a sudden, like, and it's like, ooh, so you have to have your coat on, so people, please, the weather is tripping, and we need you to make sure you keep a jacket with you, and with my little bald head, I keep little beanies, like, I have one in the trunk, one in the glove compartment, one each pocket of my coats because I can't I can't get sick and so I have my little beanie on because it gets cold so here we are today that's my little 10 minute you know hookup of what's going on currently everything is okay nothing's broken you know a couple people acted the food downtown but again we're good over here in Los Angeles home of whose house (laughs) Ryan's house okay so I'll just I'll go with that it is Black History Month, and can you believe this month is O-V-E-R, tomorrow? No, today. Today. This month is over. Today's the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Hugs and kisses. Right? This month is over. Do you understand? Like, two weeks is over. Like, this year is about to go faster than last year. Like, right now, we're already at March. I'm just saying. But the, for the day of love, I thought, well, what would be a great topic other than the love of food. <laughs> and so I called my girl, Tracy. We have been friends. Tracy, you can unmute. So I called my girl, Tracy Tolan, and we have been friends, oh, Lord, since 85. When when was Chris born? Uh-oh, turn your volume up. Uh, or- Chris. I'm sorry. You- sorry, my bad. First one. is She got four kids, y'all, trying to keep them together. Ryan. When was Ryan born? 87. Okay. So 85, I think, was when you started dating, no? Um, I feel like no. I met you in 85. Yes. We met in 82, and then we started dating in 85. Yes. Okay. So I've known Tracy Tolan for eight since 85, y'all. So that's a long time. Oh. We've been friends. Um, I actually um, went to school with her husband, her late husband, Robert Tolan who um, I went to middle school with, seventh grade. So we're talking about 78, y'all, for real. So I have known Robert since 78. And then what he did, and I, I'd have to share this story because it all comes together as a people. So Robert was like, what you do? Because me and Robert and my girl Claudia, and it was a bunch of us, we would always go out clubbing every now and then on a Saturday to this place called... Um, 
there was little J's and maybe you know about these Kenny little J's and then Mr. J's Mr. J's what I believe was in Orange County and little J's was downtown. You remember that Kenny? No. I vaguely remember little J's. Okay. Little J's you would know. Yeah. Cause that's downtown. Yeah. Mr. J's was in Orange County. So we used to roll like three cars deep and we loved it there. Oh, Terry, Terry Kenyard says, hello. She's listening right now. Uh, Tracy, cause my faithful listener. So I get these texts during the show. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I get, I forgot to send her the thing. I'll send you the promo so you can see her cute picture. But anyway, um, um, so we used to roll three cars deep. And the reason why we like Mr. J's, because they didn't close till 5 a.m. And we used to be partying our butts off. It would be so much fun. So anyway, one day Robert said, hey, what you doing tonight? I said, oh, nothing. And it was like a Thursday, kind of, kind of a random night, Thursday. And he was like, oh, meet me at this spot. And it used to be on the corner. And I still remember to this day, Crenshaw and Sentry. There was a gas station at that corner. Now there's a warehouse, WSS, that pe- them people. But it used to be a mobile gas station and it was a little hole in the wall club that shared that big, that, that property, that big corner. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you the name of the club, but I know where it was. So oh, he's like, oh, come in. I, I want you to come to the club. And you know, I want you to meet somebody. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. He just said, come to the club. He didn't say, you know, so I get there and he was like, oh, I think we had some hors d'oeuvres or catfish or something you know how they have it you know it's just a little happy hour then kind of have music and so there's tracy with him and so basically he was like oh this is my friend tracy i was like oh hey girl so then somehow he must have invited some other people because he was around and he purposely left us together and i was just like girl girl and we just like and it was just like girl we was just sister girlfriends from day two like two minutes into the conversation when i say day two yeah i didn't know i was being interviewed Yes, and I didn't know I was interviewing. Been approved. That would have been the end of the whole right. thing. So it was just like, blah, 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 blah. okay, all right, y'all, we had a good time. Boom. So he calls me the next day. So how'd you like Tracy? I said, Oh my god, I love her. She is so down to earth. You got to tell her to come out when we go out. He was like, Okay, good, because I needed your approval. And I was like, Huh? He said, If you did not like her, I was going to discontinue dating her. I was like, Whoa, whoa, you was putting all that on me. He said, That's why I didn't tell you. I was like, Ooh, that's cold blooded, dude. But I do like her. And she's a keeper. And from that point on, they built their, they were together, but they were together together from 85. And then we move on and get married. We got four kids. And um, I'm the godparent of probably all of them, per se. I'm a legal one of one on paper, but I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much all their godmother. But one of, is it Gabby? Who who the one I'm actually legally? You're Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Okay. So that's the third. (laughs) That's sad. Cause she got four and I treat them all the same. So if I, if I had enough money to buy Gabby a Christmas gift, everybody got a Christmas gift. I did not do that favoritism. Like you're the only, you're my God child. So I'm only going to get you a Christmas gift. I didn't believe in that. My mom never believed in that. It was like, no, all or none. If you can't afford nobody, nobody gets anything. But if I, if I had one of them happy days or something, the lottery wasn't happening then, not that I play it anyway. But when I got in them happy days, remember I come in there with all them bags and it was like, oh, auntie, auntie, you know. So um, so anyway, me and Tracy go back. Now, here's the other piece as to why this show is so um is so cool, is because this woman here, y'all don't hear me though. You don't hear me though. You you're not listening when I tell you, okay. This girl puts her big toe in all of her food. When I tell you, it, I mean, it will make you slap your mama, his mama, and everybody's mama that's at the place. I'm just coming around, pimp slapping, pop, 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 pop. 
And so anytime she was like, oh, come over for, before she could say, come over for, I'm like, hey, it's Corliss. Moni, it's Corliss. Yeah, Corliss is here. Before you could even hang up the phone, I'm at the house. I mean, dressing, all butter pound cake, greens, uh, 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 red rice. You're thinking of the Thanksgiving feast we did every year. And I remember you were like, I'm at the airport. Don't start without me. Right. (laughs) That part. Y'all just, when I tell y'all, and to somebody to be my age, like I think we're about a year apart, that can throw down like she's somebody grandma, y'all. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear the words that are coming from my mouth. When I tell you that this girl could burn, burn, baby, burn. Okay. Disco Inferno, right? Okay. <laughs> Kenny, if I, if I could just send you a sample, you'd be just like, okay, can you slap her for me? Like it didn't make no sense. I'm waiting. And I was, I was there virtually every year, like for yeah. real, like yeah. no joke. If I was out of town, then I came out like put a plate in the freezer and I'll be back. Like, and you know, so I called Tracy and I said, Tracy, if, if you could talk about anything that you wanted to wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. what would it be? And so she was like, oh, you know, I, and she's also a doula. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. You're saying it right. Oh, okay. Now, for those who don't know what a doula is, that is the African word for, t- t- tell us what a doula is. I'm sorry. I know what it is, I, but I want you to explain it. Plainly, I'm a birth assistant. I help women through their, or, and women and families through their birth journey. So she helps people give birth. She helps the help. She helps the person that's giving the birth, but she's the the African God uh, she brings it all together, <laughs> right? And so she does that. And so she said, "Oh, my health and healthy kids." She said, "But oh, soul food and food." And I was like, "Exactly." I said, "So what would you say?" Well, I would talk about, um, uh, uh, and this is real life when this was the conversation we had. And as you guys know, I you know I talked. I have a. I ask a lot of my friends to do some of the shows because I want, you know, that real deal, holy feel answer. And she's like, soul food, you know how it feeds the soul. And, you know, I could talk a little bit about the history. I said, stop, stop talking. You're going to be on the show Monday. Send me a picture and let's come up with a little promo. And so she came up with a promo and I just kind of, kind of tweaked it a little bit. I said, soul food, let's talk about the food that's, that feeds the soul. And so, uh, you know, Tracy Tolling home, cook chef uh will cook your butt off uh person <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna talk about the power of a good meal and the history of soul food now what's really funny because um what's really interesting that she chose this topic was i just did a presentation um i'm a member of the in national council of negro women the los angeles chapter here in los angeles and I just did a presentation on the history of soul food and our African-American traditions. Because a lot of our traditions that we celebrate, a lot of people don't know the, the backdrop. They don't know why we do, why we jump the broom. Do you know why we jump the broom? I bet you probably do. Do you know why we jump the broom at weddings, Tracy? Yes, because we weren't allowed to do official wedding ceremony. So that was our way of doing our traditional wedding Yes. Okay. Correct. And also, and I want to go right to that page so that I can read it completely because it, it really is funny when I pulled it up. So the jumping of the broom is an African tradition based on West African cultures. Um, it is customary in parts of West Africa where the mother-in-law 
would present the broom to the new daughter-in-law to simple to simple to, to simple symbolize the act of sweeping away any debris from the past yes. and clearing the path for the new venture ahead. So yes, we use jumping of the broom during slavery days because we could not go to a church. The white man wasn't trying to hear it. We didn't have no officiants because we didn't have folks that could read so they can do the Bible and all that at this point. So that was the way of signifying marriages, but it was also in West Africa where it was like, look, homegirl, I don't know what you did before. Here go this broom. I'm gonna need you to sweep away all your drama. Don't bring that drama into my sons and our lives. And oh, by the way, congratulations, you know? (laughs) That's, that's that's my interpretation of here's the broom sweep your mess and so I talked about the origin of Black History Month uh, Carter G Woodson and how it started off as National Hit Negro Week and then morphed into Black History Month and a lot of people's like well, I just don't understand why Black History Month is in February it's the shortest month well just so you know the reason why Carter G Woodson chose February because it honors Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln's birthday. So now you can stop all that hating and appreciate. Um, we talked about watch night services. Like why, why, why is that something that we do? Juneteenth, obviously. And then the jumping of the broom is one of the things that I talked about as far as um, um, black you know, traditions that a lot of people don't know, like the origin of, they just kind of fall into place because my mama did it and my grandmama did it, but they don't necessarily get the fullness. But one of the things that's really exciting is how this history of soul food began. So let me, let me truly introduce my girl, my friend, my heart, my sister girl, Ms. Tracy Tolan. Where's the clapping, Kenny? Give us some clapping. Probably then turn off the machine. Okay, but well, anyway, Tracy, go ahead. Just talk to us. Oh, by the way, my mama is listening, but Kathy couldn't listen because she's with her husband for Valentine's. But my mama is on, so send her again. Hello, hello. Um, yes, that is basically how I got uh, invited into to do this show. Uh, when you asked me what I'm passionate about and cooking, I've been studying. Um, recently, I've been studying the effects of uh, slaves. Uh, cooking um on uh, the on american history hmm. trying uh, in, in my mind once i've discovered there was something called a food historian you know it just it alerted me um because i look back the generation well i look back at my grandmother mm-hmm. i look at my grandfather the way they presented food my fa- my grandfather was very hospitable about food he would make his own beer when i was young and oh, wow. present able my grandmother who I, she just, she wasn't always kind, but she could make a pound cake that everybody came running. And so they don't care what she said about you. You was going to sit there, eat that food. She didn't talk all day long, but you was going to eat that food and you wouldn't leave till you, till you were satisfied. Um, but she, and so I recently came into her, um, her recipe and the ingredients. Um, and I remember the feeling I got about food around her. I remember how my grandfather, when we spent the night over, um, I'm from New York. So when we spent the night over our grandparents' house, my grandfather would get one, we had 14, 14 or 17 grandkids. But at the time I was like 14 grandkids, I think it was. But he would get us, get one of us up in the middle of the night, like one in the morning. He would pick, had picked a watermelon. He would chill it and he would have you with a fork and a knife sit there and eat watermelon that he had picked. Mm. 
It was the coldest, the sweetest watermelon I remember. And I, I just began attaching memories to food. He, my grandfather did not speak often, but food was always present. When you opened up the, my grandparents' refrigerator, you could barely see the light for all the food that was inside. And I rem- I just remember that people would come over. We would all go over for holidays and he would, he had built a table and it went from one room to the next room and we'd all sit around and we would all just engage in food. My daughter and I, we had read an article some a uh, little while ago and they were just talking about bringing food to potlucks. And one of the, the quotes in the pot, I mean, one of the quotes in the article said, no matter, you may have a better office than me. You will make more money than me, but you will never eat better than me. I know that's right. And that is my philosophy. I, it's about the quality of ingredients and it's about the care that goes into food. There's a reason why your local, you know, um, home bakers still have the best seven up cake, um, you know, pies, um, it's because of what they put in it. They take the time, the ingredients. Um, you know, I, at one point I make my own butter. Um, but sir, I know it's out of control. I, I, I realize I am out of control, but I, <laughs> I make, you know, I'm, I'm that, I'm that friend that, you know, that does do make their, her own bread. Um, not always though, cause my cornbread recipe, um, you call it lazy if you want to, but Two boxes of um, Jiffy cornbread, any kind you want. They got vegetarian now. They got honey, whatever kind you want. You uh, A can of cream, corn, two um, big tablespoons of uh, dollops of sour cream and two eggs. Whip that together. Put it in a cast iron and bake it till it's brown. That's your cornbread recipe? That's my cornbread recipe. Oh, that cornbread is out of control, though. People and if you want, so the you sour get, cream is what's setting it. Oh Lord, have mercy! I better write that down. Three two boxes. Corn. What did you say? Two boxes of Jiffy. Jiffy. Um, two eggs. Two big dollops of sour cream. A friend of mine, she had made a di- a slightly different version. I decided to add the, the cream corn. And then when you're feeling all sophisticated, and you want to add some flavor to it. You can dice some jalapenos or some chilies or something like that. You, you said a can put all that kind of. A can of cream corn? Corn. You put a can of cream corn for every two boxes that you use. But the the it, it you can cook it in any pan, but I find that cast iron, and if you heat that cast iron before you put it in there, it'll sizzle and make a crust. Ooh. But specifics. That's not against specifics. But I find that food and you know, we talk about uh, soul food and soul food has a um some soul food has a stigma. Like it's not healthy, right? But it's rations. You know, we we learned. Um, you know, we had the the Carolina Gold rice. If we if you research, that's something we talk about cotton being picked, but we we often we rarely talk about rice being picked. Um, mm-hmm. We rarely talk about the type of beans being picked. We we talk about the things that can stand under uh, being um, a big pot that's been braised all day while people were away. The concept of braising, they would put it in these large pots. The peat, like um, I've heard you mention before, the they would have the, the scraps of meat, you know. Um, but they made it taste. They add flavor and seasoning because no one was going to eat better than us. Because we were going to be strong. Because we put love in that, right? 
and and, and and like you said and the love had to be put in because the slaves i mean the slave owners were so cold-blooded they didn't know when we were eating better than them a lot of time now this is all over the world a lot of times so some people had gotten to the white rice we were still eating brown rice and they found that the brown rice was why well, was one group getting stronger and the other group getting weaker mm. so it, it it does feed the body mind and the spirit when you eat with about the quality of ingredients sometimes um some people think oh i just want to feed my kids or um so they don't have a um empty stomach but you can do a lot with an orange some bananas you know you can do a lot with um i love in the summer i have sliced um strawberries uh mangoes um and blue fresh wild blueberries and you just toss that together and make a summer salad. You can add plums to it. It makes a it just makes a nice um, blend of flavors, and it adds sweetness. You know, and if you want, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, completely. And I I make my own. And if you want to get fancy, you can put a slice of pound cake and you know home homemade whipped cream. Please, people, please just let's just start a revolution. <laughs> homemade, it'll change your world. It'll change your world. That's all I'm saying. It'll change your world. Just give it a chance, people. Give it a chance. Stop buying the tubs. Just, just go and get. I mean, I know we we protesting dairy, but I'm just I'm just asking. But anyway, um, yeah, food is is something that I I'm obsessed about. I go to the library and I walk out with ten books on food, all the new cookbooks, all the old cookbooks. My son uh, last summer took me to this fancy restaurant. And, you know, everybody's speaking in French and all this. And they, um, you know, I found out the meal was $108 a person. Now, if you wanted a steak, I think the steak added another 60, 70 bucks. But um, so I'm sitting there eating and just taking in this atmosphere. And my daughter-in-law turns to the maitre d' and says, you guys need to listen to my mother-in-law because she has great advice about how you can improve your meals. Wow, this is this place is at one point I think it was the twelfth top restaurant in the world, and you're telling them to listen to your mother-in-law. So I was I was I was honored, especially because the guy said, "Yeah, she do look like she know what she you know right." <laughs> yeah, you she know how you can look at somebody and be like, "She can cook." Yep. <laughs> oh, check, check the arms. You can tell if she can make a pot of black eyed peas by the arms. You know, and she said peach cobbler should taste like she suffered a little bit in her life. Yeah. That's he said to make the people, women who have suffered a little bit in their life make the best peach cobbler. I'm not sure what's wrong with my daughter, but that's what she said. Okay. But I but my whole family is connected to food. You know, just what how we, we love it. Um, how we try I used to take my kids to the farmers market in Santa Monica. I think it was on Tuesdays and we went every Tuesday so they can know what it's like to look at and smell fresh strawberries and, you know, pick your green beans. And some, some greens used to be almost purplish. Mm. And so, you know, like my kids will eat two or three servings of salad before they have their meals. Um, and they're not afraid to eat food. I got that from my mom. They're not afraid to try something new. Um, and all kinds of foods. See, soul food, sometimes we categorize it to one category, I mean, to one group 
but I was raised in a Cuban culture. Not being Cuban, I was raised in the Cuban culture. So arroz con pollo, black beans and plantains was my staple. And so, I mean, I could, you know, I mean, I just look at my, I mean, my childhood, I rice pudding and bacalao, which is a salted ca- uh, codfish um, made into these patties. Oh, yeah. Food is exciting, but it should, it should evoke an emotion. It should make you stronger. It should make you love harder. Think about when you've had a good meal, how it could change your mind about something. You sit and it's very intimate to sit at a table with someone and eat a meal. Right. You know, now everybody's get, get back, getting back into the family style. But some cultures, they eat with the hands and it's connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dip. I think a lot of um, uh, many of the uh, African cultures do that. I mean. Mediterranean, a lot of people do it, but it is something that when I walk away from a food experience, I want to be, I want to feel joyful. I want to, I want to be inspired. Um, that's, and I cook like that. I cook the research so that I know. So if I find out that you're allergic to something, I want to be able to, um, welcome you into my home, into my space and present you with something that you will enjoy as well. Right. My friends, they were had different faith systems, and so they didn't eat uh, pork. Right. Now I can, I can make some beef ribs. <laughs> I can I learned to do beef ribs. Um, because of that, um, it and just the, the importance of food and how people stop arguing when you have a big plate of food in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to argue with somebody when you're sitting there and your mouth got good food. Right. And you're so right about um, the love that's put in it. I, re- I remember, um, so so my parents are from Jackson, Mississippi. And so um, we would, before flying, we would drive to uh, Mississippi, stay a week or so there, a week and a half, and then come back through Texas in Austin where my aunt, my mom's sister, Okay. Uh, would be and my my mom's brother who's in Colleen that's not far from there and we would spend a week or whatever and then maybe go down and see him or whatever but going back to Mississippi Mama Bennett these are my dad's side of my family Mama Bennett Daddy Bennett she would get up in the I mean they you know a lot of the elderly they got up at the crack the, before the old dark thirty that's yes. the time they got up it wasn't the crack of dawn it was old dark thirty yes. right. And they would, whatever she would do to make the, the dough for the, the, you know, whatever for that bread to rise. So the, for the bread that goes with the meal, like she was up early in the morning. Like one time I went to the restroom, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I hear some boop, 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 boop. Mama Bennett is in the kitchen preparing the preparations. Yes. For the meal that we were going to have later that day. It was like, she in there cutting. I said, what you doing? Oh, I'm in here. You can come on in here and sit down, baby. You know, and we talking and she cutting it you know, patenting. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh my God. And it, I mean, and later that day, when I tell you, it was just mouth watering. And like you said, the fact that everybody would come and sit down and eat, it was just like you said, it was just this, this, this family bonding. Yes. And then of course with us over the food, oh my God, you know, me and my sister, we would just be like turned all the way out because it was just like, can I make it was a comment? Amazing. Corliss, like you said, the, uh-huh. Can I make a comment? Sure, go ahead. The, we don't do that anymore. No, we don't. 
everybody it's fast food, get it done, get in, get in out, and we don't sit down as a family. And that's part of why society is the way it is today. I remember when we were kids, we had a grandmother in San Francisco, and we would go up there and she did that. In the morning, she'd start cooking breakfast, and at breakfast, she's asking you what you want for dinner. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and food, you're right, uh, Tracy, food is love. Sitting around yes, cooking for people is a very loving thing. Too. I love to cook, too, and I like to try right. new recipes and things like that. And I feel really good when I've cooked something and everyone's enjoying it. That is a really, really good feeling. You're absolutely right. Food is love. So I completely yes. agree with you there. Yeah, I, I cooked every day when I when for my family I could and, and some friends, but every single day for my family. And I never felt like it was not, it was some it was a burden on me. I cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And when I and my kids I wind up homeschooling my kids as they got a little older, but when they were younger and they were in school, I would I would go to the school and go. They had a small kitchen, and I would go make their lunch while I was waiting. You know, I'd go make their lunch so that they could have a healthy lunch. We had dinner together every day as a family. That was important. My husband worked a lot. But we all look forward to sitting around the table, eating food and discussing whatever was going on. It was a safe place to share. So if my daughters were unhappy, they thought the rules were too strict or, you know, what, what, what we all got together. And that was a place to say it without being punished for having a thought. We, you're right. We do need to get back to that. Um, yeah, when you were in the kitchen and it's four in the morning, I'm sure she never complained about having to get up. She did it because this is what you do. Right. To be able to have it time. People don't understand. People who really do food understand timing. They know how to make it all come out at the right time. Yeah, right? That's, that's key. And you yep. mm-hmm. Makes a difference. And why would you let nature had to grow something over time and took its time? Why would you mishandle it when you were given it? Hmm. You know, that's the thing. You, you, you know, we talk about grandma's hands or so, but how when you, when it feels in her hands and she could peel a potato and she get peeled the yams and it became a rhythm. It became, it becomes something you're doing, something for you do for the people you love. We've gotten so serving each other. That's what I love. I love to see a man eat. Oh, I love it. I, my husband had a way with a fork. I don't even understand it, but <laughs> We were, he had a way he could just he use their fork and just clean his whole plate. But it is an experience. Now, not everybody's cut out for it. Not everybody wants to take the time. Nobody should be crucified because they don't. But you should experience good food. You should experience good um, service. You should be willing to pay for it, though, because most people don't realize what quality ingredients cost. Because we got to the point we like it cheap, like they were saying. We like to go. If they're going to serve you, I remember one time one of the fast foods had 39-cent burgers or something madness like that. I'm like, who in the world? What? You, no. No. I don't want 39-cent meat. Mm. And nothing that that could do for my body. When you look at some of, these, some of the places, I'm like, could you really give me a quality, a quality meal for my body that, that's going to, because I need to be stronger every day. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know I me. Mean? I want my children to be strong. I want them to give them the best. You know, there's a couple things, and you and I, you know, 
you know how I feel about this. A couple of things that I feel is, is very important. I want to give the, my loved ones great food and a great education. That's right. We can't, don't go cheap on food or shoes is my, it's my, it's my personal motto, but you know, you, it is, it is important to educate yourself what really, what good food is and why it's really not that fast. If it's going to slowly break you down. Mm, come on, come on. Yeah. It's just, it's just, not, it's just not, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that kind of service from a man. I wouldn't want that kind of service from where I go get my, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, girl. I'm just saying, preach. Come on. Bring I, the, I bring want the soul food to the world. I, I want you to be able to do you because I'm going to make room for you. Mm. Just like I make room for the time of, that I spend in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. I also make room for the time that I spend reading my mm-hmm. cookbook mm-hmm. And, and ordering something online. I, when I walk through New York and they said it takes you 84 years to go to every restaurant. And I'm like, do I have 84 more to go? Because I, the food experience alone, you can hit different cultures. You can travel around the world just by eating foods and experiencing, um, you know, how one culture can take a yam and another culture can fry it in tempura and one make a pie. Mm. You know what I mean? One, you know, will julienne it and, you know, throw it on a salad. Um, but there's a reason for what, what it all means. You know, it, you know, I used to do coupons just so I could eat well. Yeah. That was me. I was, whatever we had to do, you know what I mean? If all we going to have is three ounces of meat, a per, each person in the household, but we going to have, this will be great three ounces. And I believe that we all can offer that to one another. And I do also know that there are a lot of people who do not have food, but I'm so it's one of the reasons why I feel that, if you have the the um, gift or the calling the, or your purpose to share, then you should. But I believe at some level, we all are purpose to serve. Mm. And that's what food does for me. That's what soul food. My job, they, um, one minister puts it as a, as the wife or whatever. I'm supposed to be living water. Mm. So I try to feed you living water in my speech and how I care for you in my food. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I don't know if it's possible, but food is my love language. Mm. You know. You have I just love- taken this whole thing to a whole nother level. I mean, like I'm sitting here listening to you and only because I have experienced it with you and have eaten your food and I know how you do it I'm like you know wow why would you want a 39 cents burger why and what is it going to do to your body versus you going to the supermarket getting the ground beef and or ground turkey and making it do what it do like I mean that is (laughs) girl you are so deep (laughs) I am not mad at you I mean to assess we have to assess that because at some some level, do I not see myself as valuable? Do I see that I'm a, I'm a, a do I need to just be quick served, mm. or do I like that slow cook feeling? Is, is it worth? Am I worth the Worcestershire sauce on that meat for that burger? Come on, and now. The, come on. The little seasoning. Am I worth worth taking the time to grill the onions? Mm. Am I worth the time to toast the bun? Yes, I am. Wow. Yes. I am worth that. 
I'm worth that. It doesn't mean that I'm more worth more than you. It just means that I'm worth that. Right. It's just a week. I, I carve out time in my life to be able to love. I mean, I believe that's my calling is to love one another. And that's the way I love. So I need to make, t- I'm not in a rush for it. It's not a burden to, for me to love. Cause I, I, where I grew up as a kid, I remember them telling me in Sunday school, treat people the way you want to be treated. The reality is everybody's not going to treat you that way because everybody doesn't know what to do with love. But the point is, you know, you know what to do with love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you figure out as you get older to dis- to define it. This is how I, this is the conversation with that have been within me. Define love. So when I lost my husband, I, I was weeping and crying and I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say, so you upset because the one who defines love has the one you love changed everything in me. Mm. So I had to look and say, you don't give up on love. You keep loving. You are called to keep loving. And for me, food represents that. Like I said, it's still connected to my grand going to the, going to going back to New York and spending time at the table and looking and seeing my uncles and my aunts and my cousins. We all were in this room. Nobody complained about the size. Everybody just got a plate. My grandfather made sure there was a setting seat setting for every single person. I don't ever remember paper plates. Mm. Um, so I remember sitting and there was a place for me. There was food for me. And the things that are family to me often are generational. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this from when I have a family. I made sticky buns for my grandmother and she was the pickiest cook in the world. And my grandmother told me, I never have to cook for you again. You cook just as good as I do. Wow. I almost passed out. I know you did. I was in the fourth grade. She had come to visit. Wait a minute. minute. You made sticky buns in the fourth grade. I also made lasagna. That was my first meal. Lasagna with too much basil. I, I never forget it. Too much basil. It just did me wrong. Next time I just use fresh, not dry. But yeah, my mother got all the supplies. I had the recipe. I found a recipe and she just left me in the kitchen. She didn't help me do not one thing. And when I served it, I was, all I remember was too much basil. In the fourth grade? In the fourth grade. That's all I remember. I don't remember anything about preparing. I just remember it had too much bait. Every time I say it, it's just, oh, I was like, oh, it's just horrible. Ooh. Too much basil. My fam, my mother and my brother ate that thing. They made that stuff like they was eating it at a, you know, like it was from a, you know, four-star restaurant. Um, But my brother just kept saying, Ma, she made lasagna. My mother was like, you don't wash them dishes, right? <laughs> my brother said, but she made lasagna. <laughs> like, Ma, like, you don't see that that was... But um, yeah, and I just believe that all of this is finding the thing that speaks inside of you. But who's not touched by food? Right. Who doesn't have a food experience? The smell of food triggers memories. Um, who doesn't make, you know, that connection? You know, it's not like we can't get macaroni and cheese anywhere, fried chicken anywhere. But sometimes you remember the smell of the house when you walked in. You remember feeling love. Come on in, baby. 
You know, you, 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 you associate some things and it made the food taste that much better. Um, for me, um, that was something that was very important to me because hospitality is very, very important. So I just, I cook for friends. They send me texts and was like, oh, I need a pound cake. I got a rest. I mean, I had a request for uh, a banana nut bread with chocolate chips the other day. Oh, I almost hurt myself. I almost hurt myself making making banana nut bread because you can't just make one. Um, and that was I'm I'm oh yeah, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like I need to make another. So how many hours is it from L.A. to Phoenix? I'm sorry, because she's in Arizona, <laughs> she's in Arizona, y'all. And you know I'm not flying because COVID is off the hook, but I will roll. Uh, how many hours was that? I'm just just you know. Our drive is just like going to Vegas. Yeah, see, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to lose weight and overnight out there. I, overnight shipping, I've I looked into it. At one point, somebody had ordered something, and it was like forty-two dollars at the time, and that was the price has gone up. So, and that's my that's just for overnight shipping. But um, yeah, when I come into town, I'll be I'll be ready to bake for 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 everybody. I just have to find a house that has a kitchen that I can I can bake in. But I um I really believe that each of us should find the food the the food that feeds your soul. The food that feeds your purpose, that motivates you, um, that gives you the, um, that makes you rethink um, anything that you have doubts about. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one thing I never forget that I was never in doubt about things when I was sitting at a, a table with my family. I never doubted how long, you know, at the table, at least at that moment. Mm-hmm. I never doubted that I wasn't going to get enough. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to get some of that pound cake, some cookies, you know, outside of what everything else. Now, you know what I mean? I can appreciate some, you know, some doing my own version of stuffing because now I can put in it what I want to put in it. You know, um, now I can put, um, I can make it the way I, the texture I like it at. You know, those those are the things that I do. Um, It's hard to describe, uh, talk about the things I do in those ways, but I can definitely tell you why I do it. Mm -hmm. I I love to see people sitting around enjoying uh, good conversation, and food seems to be a reason why people will get up and drive six hours. That's right. I'm on my way next week, but uh huh. Yeah. So that 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 in itself is um what what I call soul food. It that is in itself the thing that moves you, the thing that uplifts you, the thing that makes you feel um safe. You know, and it's not always your family. Sometimes soul food could be a restaurant you're comfortable with. They know when you walk in, they say hello. You know, I was a place in Vegas when I walk in, they're like, Hey JC. I was like, hold it down, hold it down. They're not Hold it down. You know, I'm in the Whitless Relocation Program. I can't have it all out. Um, Not in the Whitless Relocation. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and I alluded to it earlier uh, of how the slave masters would throw out what they thought was bad. They throw out the top of the turnip um, because, because they felt that that part was the dirty part and they ate the the, the 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 turn up itself, oh. but they threw out the top and then boom, turn up greens. 
you know, or collard greens. And, and, you know, they, they, they didn't like certain parts of the pig. So that's why we eat the hog moms and, and the chitlins and the other species because the slaves had to eat. And those mamas and or daddies had to figure out a way to season that food so that they could sit around whatever they were sitting around, because I'm sure there weren't no tables or whatever, but they, so that they could sit around and be a family, even after they didn't been beat and picked rice and cotton and all that, they were going to eat real good yes, that man. night. That gonna yeah, they, but, but you're making something out of a little bit of nothing. nothing. And- we're, we, we've gotten away from, from zero waste. We, we're picky now. So you, I only want. I only want from the rooter to the tutor, right? Right. Well, right. That's what they, that's what they to cook everything. Some cultures they do, but I only want wings. You know what I mean? We, we, and we're comfortable with it so much. So there's a wing shortage, but we, we, we don't really think about the fact that, okay, if everybody's buying wings, you know, what about the rest of the chicken? Like there's only two of it on one chicken. And how they are, you know, producing the chicken quicker and all this other madness before these fast food companies now. But, um, and that there's a consequence for that. That's why you could, back in the day, you couldn't bite through a chicken bone, but you can, you can chew on a chicken bone. It was raised quicker than it normally is. Mm-hmm. Normal, um, there's documentaries and all that kind of stuff about food. And I unfortunately have watched way too many. Um, they messed up my psyche. There's, there's messed up, you know, that corn fed, I can't do the corn fed, um, be, that's a whole nother story but um yeah you you know you go to whole foods you can they can tell you the name of your cow they'd be like oh yeah that was oh. henry you're eating henry and right, right, right. Henry, my velma and um you know they're organically you know bro my neighbors have I, my neighbors have cows so my you know so when they fill up their freezers and then what they with, with won't fit in the freezer, they ask anybody, do they want to buy it from them? Because it's just cheaper. And they, and I mean, I like I can hear the cow whenever they don't, they forget to feed it, the cow start acting up. So, um, you know, you and you know, you you walk past the cow house or you drive past the house, and after a while, you've seen that cow grow. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you're like, oh yeah, turn right at the at the third cow, and you know, <laughs> like, like there's only two cows. We're like, oh, you need boy. help. I swear, you need help. Poor Matilda gone. You know what I mean? And be like, okay, so they had that barbecue, I'm going to roll right around that corner. And uh, that's what they do around here. You know what I mean? You know, I got the kind of neighbors that had a zebra, okay? It's, it's a little, it's everybody. So, so to help you everybody understand, she's on the outskirts of Phoenix. So she's out where it's like her house and then not for another mile or two or somebody else or, or if they out kind of in the country per se, but, but close enough they can get to the Walmart if need be, right? My neighbor has 20 acres, but um, but yeah, I just want to be able to use my yard for, um, to have a community garden right now. I think it's important. I think, why not? We, we Think how much gas you spend, money and gas you spend going to the store just to get some cilantro, hmm. you know, your greens. I mean, something you could grow in your yard. Right. I literally was watching TikTok. Yes, I'm addicted. I need a 12-step program. But I, I learned how to grow a bell pepper from a seed. And I got like three bell peppers from one seed. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. It's, it's, it's TikTok. Well, what do you know? I sat it by the back door and the bad boy grew. I thought it was dead though for a long time. And then it sprouted up. And then I got three bell peppers. 
and I'm telling you, a fresh bell pepper tastes completely different than from the store. My neighbors growing okra. They from Mississippi. So I got, I was getting okra fresh off the, I mean, like literally had me over there just cutting it. And um, roast that bad boy. You just roast it with a little olive oil. Oh, I'm getting emotional. My friend. It, this, I'm telling you when it's fresh. And then my neighbors also have chickens because you've got cow. Because apparently if you have chickens, it keeps everything else because they eat anything that gets to running. And um, nothing like a fresh. Uh, when I make that pound cake with them fresh eggs and the pound cake's yellow because the egg yolks are like almost orange. And you want to then you go to the store and you get one of them them them, them high yellow eggs, and you want to complain. But anyway, don't get me. I get emotional because then you know you get used to you get accustomed to some stuff. And good I, food. I, I'm just like you have just like I'm, I feel like I'm going through a metamorphosis right now because everything that you're saying I know is to be true. Because I ate, I've eaten your food. I've seen, I've gotten there early and, 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 and helped you cut up some stuff, some onion and some something, you know? And so it's like, I see everything that you're saying. And, and I need the audience to understand that everything she is saying is so real and so true. And when I tell you the girl's food was the bomb when she lived here in LA, it was ridiculous. And I could totally see what she's saying about how she put her love into it and how when we did eat together, even though we would be all over the living room, folks would be on the floor. Somebody had a TV tray over here. Right. But we ate together. And her, house, and her living room was small. And we was up in that bad boy 12 deep. Deep. Okay. Like 20-something deep. Sometimes. When people, caught on, when people caught on, when somebody bought a guest, and the guest was like, you, you going over to that lady house again? Can I come with you? That type of thing. So it got to be like 20. Yes, but I, I, I think, of, I mean, you have really made me think about uh, uh, just this whole idea of, first of all, family, that we need to slow down. There needs not to be cell phones. Okay, there we go. Cell phones at the table, right? Stop, stop the cell phone. Stop the texting. Stop and talk to each other and enjoy at least one meal. One meal. With your family per day. Yeah. So if that means daddy works at night, then that means everybody getting up at five in the morning. We having breakfast and grits. Yes. Sausage and biscuits in the morning yes. before we go to school. Yes. Because if daddy or mama don't get off and she's a nurse and she or doctor and she gets off at five in the morning, guess what? That's when we're going to eat that meal together. We got to come back to the family yes. structure again. Which then will bring in the soul food structure or the food, the love of being together and breaking bread. Oh my God, Tracy, you have just really made me. That is so deep. I mean, that like, wow. Okay, I want to interject. This is Terry. Hey, this is Terry, everybody. Give Terry some love. Hi, they y'all. can't see. But Terry is a faithful, mindful Monday uh, listener since March 29th, 2021. Give it up for Terry. Woo, woo. Go ahead, Terry. I just got to say, when Tracy moved from L.A., and I used to come over to her house and eat, I was like, who is going to cook? Who, where am I going to go? <laughs> you might have to do a road trip. Me and you, girl. Tracy Let's used to make me... Right. You be licking your fingers. Right. And she's the first one. Cause she, she said, I'm a foodie. I was like, what is a foodie? Like, what is she talking about? And then I found out what a foodie was. I'm like, oh, that's what she means. That's what a foodie is. So I'm a foodie too, Tracy, because of you. But oh. I've always I've always loved food because I came from a family that cooked homemade. And grandma used to roll them biscuits out. 
and had a thick that thick bacon in the morning and grits in the egg. Man, Mm, mm, that makes no sense. It sounds but, like we need to take a road trip, Terry. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, we do. Cause she, really I mean, I mean, guys, yeah, black pepper biscuits. Try it. When you make black pepper biscuits, biscuits. Put the black, black pepper, pepper biscuits. Put black Ooh. pepper. Put black pepper. A little, little more than a teaspoon of black pepper in your um, freshly ground if you want a little pop pop. But just in your. You know um, how to make a regular biscuit. Right. Come on. <laughs> right before. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's start. Let's start with the regular biscuit before yeah, we start adding pepper to it, right? Biscuits are easy. They're easy. <laughs> I'm still gonna make sure I got all the ingredients for well, that. Tracy, uh, what you do? You should do uh, like a uh, uh, yeah a YouTube class on cooking. You know what? Mm. Okay. Mm. Y'all help mm. me up, and because uh, I can't operate the camera and make the cook food. So, but yeah, I no, but you got they got little they got little apparatuses where you can set up the camera. Yeah, you so, they well, do. ladies, my- unfortunately, it is time, but um, all these are some good ideas. We may have to talk offline and figure out how we can get Tracy on YouTube, because I'm still trying to figure yep. out that, that sour cream in the in the two boxes of Jiffy with the two eggs, and I'm going to make sure I got all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my sister make it. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm going to make my sister make it, because I, I, I'm going to order and pay. You know, okay. I, make, I make it happen. I don't, ha- I don't make it. I make it happen. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> At least you know I am not. You know what? I know my lane. And, you know, I used to bake when I was a Girl Scout and we used to do all the cookies for Santa and all that. But I make it happen. You need the ingredients. I'm coming with the ingredients to make it happen. So anyway, y'all, it is six. It is six o'clock Pacific time. And I I have, I just, I feel like I've just been blown away. Like, okay, we Mm -hmm. need to come back and have these Sunday meals. We need to come back and do the Sunday meals. Yes. We need to figure out how we can get some of that fresh okra. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, if this hasn't moved you like it's moved me, I don't know what else is going to move you. Soul food is what it is for a reason. It is It, 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 it fills your soul and it, it yes. is part of our lives and we need to get back to the family piece of all of us. So anyway, until next week, thank you for tuning in to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corlin E. Bennett. Holla at your girl next week where we will continue with the theme of Black History Month. Thank you, Miss Tracy. Uh, me and Terry are going to be playing a road trip real soon. All right, good night, everybody. Yes, yes, good night.